welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife Beth on this sensational Sunday. That's it. Love Sundays. Yes, we do. We also love the Word because of the message that has 365 verses. That's right. To deal with fear. Do not be afraid. And not succumbing to it. Amen. So this today's January 15th is Deuteronomy 1 29. Deuteronomy 1 29. We did Deuteronomy 1 21 yesterday. Yeah. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what he says to us. Amen. All right. On today's call, we're going to talk about the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm. Dr. Lester Summerall's a young man was living in pre-World War II London. He arranged an appointment with Smith Wigglesworth. One of my favorite stories. Amen. Dr. Summerall told me that he put on his best suit, wore an overcoat, and a top hat, carried an umbrella, and a daily newspaper to read as he boarded the train to see Wigglesworth. He walked up to the front door of his home and knocked. Brother Wigglesworth opened the door, looked at Dr. Summerall from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, pausing only to look at the newspaper neatly tucked under his arm. Without saying anything other than a grunt, he slammed the door in Dr. Summerall's face. Dr. Summerall knocked again. When Mr. Wigglesworth opened the door, he immediately introduced himself, indicating they had an appointment. Wigglesworth told Summerall that he could come into his home, but not the newspaper. Wigglesworth said, quote, Why believe newspapers where you get half the truth, when you can read the Word of God and get the whole truth? Mm-hmm. Great quote. It is. It's a fact that a half-truth will never set you free. But the whole truth, the whole truth, when properly and scripturally applied, can and will change your destiny forever. So Dr. Summerall walked around the corner, threw the newspaper in the trash can, went back to knock on Wigglesworth's door a third time. They had a great visit, became close friends. The moral of this story, never accept half the truth when you have unlimited access to the whole truth. Mm. Only the whole truth will set you free. But most Christians know only half the truth. And as we used to say, half truth is the same thing as a whole lie, right? That's it. They know that Jesus commanded us to give up all and follow him. And that's a good teaching. We teach that, but there's a second part to that truth. And only when you understand the second part will you really be able to be set free? Jesus did say to give up all and follow him, but he also said he would give back a hundredfold here and now in this lifetime. Because it says in Mark 10, 29 and 30, Mark 10, 29 and 30, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time 
houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Yes. We might have to go through a few tests and persecutions, but God will give it to us. Yes, he will. You know, there it is in black and white in your Bible, and you'll receive a hundredfold now in this time. It doesn't say after you die or when you go to heaven. You'll get plenty back, I mean, then too, but right now you God rewards. And, God want, and Jesus wants us to give all that we have for him, but only so that he can give it back to you in a much better way. God does not want us poor or homeless. He wants us to give up those things, well, that hold us back, you know, from being able to really serve him the way we should. And then he will multiply back so much more to us. So giving everything up doesn't necessarily call for deeding all your property to the church. It does mean, I mean, people have done it, and it's fine. It does mean giving God control of all the possessions, so if he wants something, he can have it. And very seldom have we heard of really God asking anyone to sell everything and give it to his work. But on occasion, he will. Yes. Release it all, and you'll get all back. When you release everything to the Lord, he promises to return it all to you abundantly. That's the promise from Mark 10, 29 and 30. God made the promise. Now he's waiting for his people to grasp his mentality in relation to abundance and to stop being cheated out of what is potentially theirs. When we release control of our possessions to the Lord, we do not give up anything. If you read Mark 10, 29 and 30 again, it deals with things we understand, houses and lands and families. But don't turn a deaf ear to what God wants you to hear in this passage. Do not let Satan lie to you even one more day by telling you it's holy to be poor. In the deepest sense, to be poor means to be powerless. If the devil can keep the saints of God trembling in their shoes, full of holes, living in run-down houses, barely able to pay their bills and buy groceries, he can stop the spreading of the gospel to the world. Mm. Every soul-winning ministry, evangelist, Christian writer, or teacher, needs money to carry on an effective gospel outreach. So you can see why Satan wants to keep the saints poor. God does not talk about a poverty gospel in Mark 10, 29, 30. Nor does he talk about only religious things. He does talk about houses and lands. God wants to release to you everything in his control. Not so you'll be poor, but so that he can make you far richer than you were before. That's God's way of preparing you for your dynamic part in the financing of his end-time harvest. Mm. So, how to get the good life going? Well, before we can really live the good life, we need to focus on the spiritual. The scripture tells us in Luke 12, 22 and 23, Luke 12, 22 and 23, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. God wants us to eat and have fine clothes. He doesn't want us to be anxious for them. That's what he's saying. 
So we don't need to follow after them. We don't need to make them the most important thing in our lives. We need to keep our priorities straight. Because in Luke 12, 31, Luke 12, 31, he says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added mm. unto you. Yes. Your life is so much more than food and drink and a nice house and going on vacation. Your good life starts when you seek first God's kingdom and God's way of doing things. Yes. When you literally put God's kingdom first and begin to live totally in Christ, understanding you are God's temple, you can have nice clothes, a good car, and a beautiful home. All of these things will be added to you because it's a matter of priority. God says the good life is your portion. We've actually read this before. Ecclesiastes 5, 18 and 19. Ecclesiastes 5, verses 18 and 19 says, Behold that which I have seen. It is good and comely to, for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor. For it is his portion. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth and hath given him the power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. You know, God doesn't want to deprive you of the things that you need to live, or to not live abundantly. He wants you to seek him first, though, and then all of these things he will add to your life. Yes. When we begin to experience a good life, we don't stop seeking the Lord. No, we don't. As surely as we do, those things that God so richly added, well, they could begin to start to fall away. So true, honey. Mm. Abounding to finance the end-time harvest. We're living in the end times. We're down to the final harvest. Just look around. The Church of Jesus Christ does not have enough tools to bring in the harvest or no storage bins to house it if we did. There are more than two and a half billion souls out there who are still waiting to hear about Jesus. We don't have the proper funds to send preachers to them so they can only, so they can really just hear the precious gospel. Are millions of people going to hell because God does not provide us with the resources to reach them? That's nonsense. They're going to hell because the saints of God have not learned how to lay hold of the resources God has already provided. Yes, God wants you to abound. Yes, God wants you prosperous. Yes, God wants you to have control over great wealth. Who else can he trust? Who else would give to bring in the kingdom? That's right. It won't be the multi-millionaire rock stars who sing satanic songs. It won't be the pornographers who make billions of dollars by shooting in distant pictures of little children. It won't be the drug dealers who are daily destroying the lives of so many of our precious teenagers, young adults. Surely it will not be the liquor store manufacturers. God wants you in abundance because only the saints of God will take the prosperity he gives them and use it as good stewards. Mm. Remember that God has given you the ability to prosper. You can reach a dying world with the good news if you use the gospel and the prosperity properly. That is the truth, properly. Correctly and properly. You know, 
we need to circle the globe with the good news that Jesus died on the cross to save souls. And if we keep living according to old concepts, our old ideas about money or prosperity, there's no way we'll ever reach all of them. It will take a breakthrough in our lives and the lives of thousands of saints before we fully experience God's abundance and begin to teach and reach the world with the truth of the gospel. But that's, but that's what he wants. That's our goal. That's it. That's it. Join us tonight at 6 p.m. Yes, Eastern. It's a good teaching. You're going <laughs> to love it. It is. We got a David and Goliath story for you. Yes, we do. Mm. Join us tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, Facebook Live. Just search for at Brother Harold. Watch it. You'll be blessed. It'll make you shout. We'll also have an outline of the teaching at haroldherring.com. So check all this out. Be a part of it. Join us tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's You'll right. be glad you that did. you did. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So until tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern and every morning at 8.30 a.m., God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.